Hey, this is Julia Stern, and you're listening to Not My Best, the podcast that reminds you it's okay not to perform at your best 100% of the time. When we shift the focus to become a little bit better, instead of trying to be at our best all the time, we'll accomplish a lot more and we'll have way more fun doing it. Let's get into it. Hey team, not my best. This is Julia Stern coming at you on another Tuesday with another quick, fun, and informative episode very relevant to what is happening in the world today with this crazy pandemic. I hope that everyone is out there staying healthy and safe. Today I am talking to Jacqueline Andrea Coast. Now she is the health director at Women's Health Magazine and she has a very good insight to everything health, fitness, wellness related during these quarantine times. We are talking everything today from ways to motivate yourself to stay fit and also ways to connect with others while we're social distancing and how to be productive at work and so much more than that. I think that the conclusion we came to by the end of this conversation was really that we're creating this new normal for ourselves a little bit every day and we're being so creative in how we're doing it, but that doesn't mean that everything has stopped. So I really love her refreshing and positive outlook. She's a beam of light and I love talking to her. So please enjoy this episode. But before we get into it, two quick things. Number one, I wanna tell you a little bit about the workout challenge that I am hosting right now. It is called EJ2020. The E stands for my best friend, Erica, who is doing this challenge with me. It is 20. 20-minute workouts for $20. That's $1 a workout. We send over quick circuit workouts that are effective in everything from shadow boxing to full body to bottle work to core, upper body, lower body, no equipment required. And if you are interested in more information, simply send me a DM at Julia L. Stern with your email address and I will send it all your way so you can learn more about it. One other thing, our favorites, Red Bar, that's R-E-D-D Bar. It is a high in protein, low in sugar bar that is full of adaptogens to help us adapt to stress. My favorite flavor at the moment is oatmeal. I've been loving snacking on them while I'm stuck at home. So you can head to redbar.com, that's R-E-D-D Bar.com. Use code NOTMYBEST for 15% off. But before you do that, enjoy this episode with Jacqueline. I will see you guys next week. Hi, and welcome, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for coming to Not My Best. Julia, I'm so excited, and thank you so much for having me. This is actually my first podcast experience. So is it really? Um, wow, it I would is. have thought you've done a ton of them. I have not, and it's so interesting. I mean, I think back to when I got to meet you in person, we did a panel together, and I'm always on the other side of it, so mm-hmm. it's fun to to you know be the one to help answer some questions too. So I'm very Yeah, excited. and you speak so well, so you'll be a natural at oh, this. Thank you. Um, so Jacqueline is the health director at Women's Health, and she has seen a ton change, I'm sure, in the past few weeks with everything that's been going on with the whole coronavirus pandemic. So tell me a little bit about how at least your daily work life has changed since we've officially been quarantined for now. It's been over almost three weeks, maybe a little bit more than that. Yeah. So, I mean, the obvious thing is I'm not going into our New York City office anymore. Women's Health is in the Hearst Tower with all the other Hearst brands. um, And that's in the Columbus Circle area of New York. And obviously- Very busy. Yeah. And we're, you know, we're working remotely just like every other business right now. And it's, you know, for me, I have to say, I feel- very fortunate that I have family just a couple hours north of the city. So I'm actually hunkered down at my parents' house. My little sister's here, my boyfriend's here. Um, And in that sense, you know, I feel very comforted by the fact that I can be with family. I know that's a privilege and I definitely don't take that for granted, but it's also, it's, it's a change of scene and it's, you know, 
not the same routine that I'm used to. There's no commute. There's no, you know, face-to-face -face conversation and that magic that you have of in-person collaboration with your teammates. Um, but I, I mean, at the same time, I'm so impressed by the passion and the drive that my entire team still has. I mean, we we might not be in the office, but our mission is the same to deliver content that our reader needs and craves right now. And I have to say that hasn't changed at all. So that's honestly pretty magical. How have you seen the shift in what your readers are craving right now without dwelling too much and like kind of becoming almost like CNN-like, right? Yeah. Like without just reporting on Corona all the time, how are you kind of weaving it into fitness and wellness trends? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great question. And obviously to your point, yeah, our readers are also clicking on stories about the new coronavirus. They want accurate and non-fear-mongery answers to those questions. But at the same time, there is such, I, I honestly think of it as this craving for escapism right now. And yes. I mean, I'm doing that when it comes to the Netflix shows I'm picking or taking time to work out or I'm, you know, looking at funny memes on Instagram. That need has definitely not gone away. And so we're basically trying to strike the balance between the two. Our reader wants the cute animal pictures. They want the latest updates on their favorite reality shows. So we're really monitoring day to day what those things are, what those topics of interest are for them. And we're just trying to deliver accurate information about the scary stuff and then also the really fun stuff because you need both right now. For sure. And I'm finding that I'll watch, you know, the news or I'll check Twitter for some accurate facts and information on what's going on. But I limit the yeah. time that I do that. And then the rest of the time, I'm really just looking to laugh because I need some sort of like normalcy in my day where I'm kind of trapped in my apartment. Absolutely. Do you have any good um, Netflix recommendations, by the way? Ooh, so I did I did watch Tiger King. I will I say <laughs> I I personally wasn't the biggest fan. I'll leave it at that. But hey, I, I think that's extremely entertaining. People are buzzing about it. Um, I was floor I was very surprised that all of any of it was happening for so long. Like I was just like, I can't believe this is real life. I know. I thought the same exact thing that this was the first time I had ever heard any part of that entire story. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what I will say? I um binged the first, I think there are four or five episodes out um, for Little Fires Everywhere. Um, oh, and that, I've been waiting. Um, That's on Hulu, right? Yeah. I really like that. I'm, I really I want to book. finish the book before I before I start the show. Yeah, no. So that that's definitely that's been up there for me, and it's it's interesting. I'm almost hitting the point where I am bored of TV and mm -hmm. Instagram almost. So I mean, I'm reading again. I'm trying to get outside again, and you know, it's still I'm in upstate New York, and it's cold, but it's you know today's a beautiful sunny day. I a little bit of fresh air goes a long way. Yeah, no, absolutely, and it's you know admittedly easier to do that in a safe, socially distanced way here than it is the city. So for sure, um, you had mentioned when you're working that when you're in your office, a lot of what you're doing is super collaborative. How have you had like found ways with your team to collaborate and bounce ideas off of each other or put together pieces? Absolutely. I mean, we definitely take advantage of Zoom and Slack. I'm, our lives are on Slack, I have to say. And I think it makes it so easy for people to jump in and do a quick digital brainstorm on a topic. My editor-in-chief at the beginning of each week, she's so fantastic and sends this, you know, really honest and candid and sweet and supportive um, little letter to all of us. And we can all jump in and, um, you know, share how our weekends were. And 
you know, we do video calls too because we want to see each other's faces. And we have this, this funny little thing that we do um, on our, in one of our Slack groups that's uh, WH Confessions. And we just share sort of the funny working from home things that we run into. Oh, I love that. You know, someone having their laptop covered in glitter from their, you know, infant running around or toddler running around or, you know, a cat that's asleep on a monitor, things, just funny things that make us laugh. And I, I have to say, we're all really close and we're all really good friends. And we've, you know, done virtual happy hours and we have a WH book club group where we're just throwing in reading recommendations right now. Um, and I feel like honestly, just being really communicative is really key right now. Mm -hmm. I think as long as you're really keeping the dialogue open and you're letting each other know where you're at physically, yes, you know, if I'm going to eat lunch and I can let my team know, um, right. that's a small thing, but even communicating about how you're doing emotionally, I feel like my teammate, Kristen Canning, she's our health editor. We are really good about, you know, just asking each other how the other one's doing and how we're feeling and if it's a good day or a bad day or a good hour or a bad hour. And I feel like a lot of that communication makes you feel like you're still in the office in a strange way. Definitely. And yeah, I think I think that's probably the biggest thing, communication. And I think that that goes beyond the workplace too. Like social distancing can really feel super isolating. And for me, I'm introverted. So like give me some time by myself at home and I am loving life. Like I just love and yeah. value alone time. But this obviously is extreme. So any chance that I get to like grab a drink with friends over FaceTime or call someone, I never used to call people on the phone. I was a big texter or in person and now I'm on the phone all the time. Are you doing stuff like that outside of the workplace too? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I talked to um, a friend from college and we were so close in college and I have to admit it it was one of those things where we both got busy with life and we mm -hmm. graduated years ago. And I don't think that we've seen each other face to face, well now on FaceTime, um, <laughs> in in years. And wow. it it I, I had such a good conversation with her. We picked up right where we left off and I hung up really feeling like, you know. It's sad that a, a global health pandemic had to happen for us to, to carve out this time. But at the same time, if nothing else, I want to take those, those moments and, and apply them again to my real life. You know, we're all praying for life to be normal, but if this is what needed to happen for the motivation to be there, to maintain relationships and to put all of these healthy practices back into my life, then... I, I mean, I just hope that I hold on to those things. And Absolutely. I think I think that's the case even with extended family. I mean, I have family in Pennsylvania and then California, and it's it's this time we have the time right now to take advantage of to reconnect with people. And I think that's pretty spectacular. And it's small things too, you know, obviously virtual happy hours are great, phone calls, FaceTime, but I also you know, there's a card game that on normal Friday night in New York City, I would be at my friend's apartment. We have some wine. We play this great card game. It's called Setback, if anyone needs to know. Fine. Um, and we found an app and we can do it all via this app. And, you know, sometimes after dinner, I'm kicking back on the couch and playing cards in a virtual way with my friends. And I think there are actually a lot of pretty cool ways to do that. I was reading actually, um, Cards Against Humanity. You can play uh -huh. with friends online. And oh no way! Yeah, and that obviously, would be so fun. You know, these are these are perks that you can access with with you know Wi-Fi internet mm -hmm. access. But I 
I definitely think that people are getting creative and that's, that's kind of cool to see. Yeah, that's definitely fun. And it's interesting too, because I mean, I used to glorify being busy all the time. It's part of the reason why I started this podcast. I'm just a complete workaholic. So is my husband. And it's interesting to see when this all first started, the first four or five days that we were stuck at home, we kind of tried to continue that normalcy of like working all day. And when we realized how much time we were used to working, it was like nine o'clock in the morning to 10 o'clock at night. And we were like, wait a minute, like we are not taking any free time for ourselves. And now that there's no boundary between going to work and coming home, we're just working all the time. And where is our like relaxation? And it really forces you to slow down. It's like, I can't even fill this space with work anymore or going or busyness. So what do I do to stop? And it really has forced us to find that balance and connect with people that we haven't connected with in so long because we just haven't had the time. So I wouldn't wish this on anyone. Obviously it's a horrifying time right now, but it's nice that it's forcing us to reset a little bit. Absolutely. And I totally agree with you. I think it can be really tricky to maintain routine when you take out some of the day-to-day travel and mm-hmm. commute stuff. And, you know, if you don't have kids at school the way they normally would be, things like that, it's the day can all blur together and you can, you know, prop yourself up in bed, open your laptop and start working at 7 a.m. And that's not necessarily a no. healthy way of going about every 24 hours either. But I I feel like when I was prepping and thinking about your podcast, I, I sort of have realized that I'm okay with living a little bit messy every day and not just physical mess. I mean, emotional mess. Maybe I have a chunk of the day where I just don't feel good and I'm trying to not live in a very performative manner. I don't, if, if for me waking up and putting on a perfect work outfit and lipstick is not going to benefit me in that way and not going to make me feel good, then I'm trying to just roll with the punches and meet myself wherever I am on a particular day. And yeah, I'm just, I'm trying. That's that's really beautiful. I love that because I realized being home as well, because I don't have anything to do or anywhere to go specifically. I realized that everything is kind of blurring into everything else. And when I wake up, I expect to just kind of be at a hundred percent. I mean, I went go, go, go with like teaching live workouts and doing personal training. And I developed a workout challenge and filmed 20 workouts on top of that. And I just kind of expected to perform because why would I be tired? Like I'm home. Why nothing should be exhausting me. And I actually woke up today really not feeling well, not sick, but just kind of run down. And I realized like, my sleep schedule has been off. I'm staying up late watching Netflix and then I'm working all day. And it's like, you are still a human and every day is going to feel a little bit different just because your environment hasn't changed. So you kind of have to be self-aware. Absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. And and honestly, your mention of sleep being an issue, that's something that's been pretty tough for me. I think, you know, it's, I'm, I'm sleeping in a different environment. I totally take all of that stress from the day and all of those feelings of unknown. And I lay in bed at night and I'm ruminating and Mm -hmm. it's, it's important to just, yeah, be self-aware, acknowledge where you're at, think about how you could improve that tomorrow and, and just, you know, be graceful with yourself and cut yourself some slack. And I think, I think social media is a tough place right now, but also a really good place. You know, all of these live workouts or meditation or, Q and A is going on. There are ways to engage with others. There are ways to be social and build community. I also think 
okay, yeah, I can feel pretty crappy about myself when I see someone who was clearly a lot more organized or productive or cheery or whatever right. in, a, in a given day than I was. And I think that too, you, you acknowledge how social media and what you're consuming is making you feel and you hit pause when you need to and you step away. And I, I think you just have to move day by day and you can't really look further into the future and judge yourself. And yeah, little by little, that's how we're going to get through. Definitely. And I had my husband Andy on a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about social media distancing because yeah. it's so easy to just scroll on your phone all day. And being a fitness instructor, I'm doing these live workouts and it's so much fun, but it's also incredibly draining. But you feel like you have to kind of keep up because there are so many people going live over and over and over again. And it's like you can't be, you know, a, a performer for 12 hours a day showing everybody what you're doing on social media. Right. At some point you have to rest. Absolutely. And I will say, I mean, what you guys are doing is absolutely amazing because I, I think when I see all of these groups coming together, it, it feels good. And I, I hope you know, I mean, we are so grateful for people like you who are willing to turn it on and pump people up. And But I can, at the same time, to your point, I can only imagine how personally draining that can be. And I mean, do you guys have recharging tips and things that you do? I think and yeah, I think it, I think it's a little bit of balance because on the one hand, I love doing it and I would never want to stop because I'm also used to teaching so many group fitness classes a week. So this is maintaining some normalcy for me, like to be able to connect with people and coach them through it. Like it feels so fun to connect with everyone and also to see like specifically for Rumble workouts, Rumble is only in a few cities. So these people are connecting from all over the country, all over the world that never was able to experience a Rumble That's workout. So, cool. so it's really cool. I've made a lot of new friends. But that being said, like, so for today, I set a boundary 430 today, I'm done working and I'm going to put my phone down and stop posting and kind of just make dinner and clean up and, and do some stuff and recharge. And that way, when I'm ready to teach at 9am tomorrow, I'll feel a little bit better. Um, but the first couple of days where I didn't set those boundaries for myself, I would be responding to emails at 10 o'clock at night and then waking up to teach a client at 8am. And it's like, whoa, I blinked and I didn't get right. any rest in. I agree. And I, I even take that same step and I'm sure you do the same, but I, I put notifications in my, in my work email calendar, um, in my phone with, so that there, there's an actual alarm notification that says log off or, you know, free time or go Definitely. for a run. And it's, you have to schedule them. They're as important as any other meeting that you have. If you wait for the right time to do it, it will never magically come. You have to set right. it. That actually, that oh, that happened to me the other day. I was like, I'm gonna go. I have a nice break in the day. I'm gonna clear my head, come back, and I got some email or Slack, and I I treated it as if it was an urgent thing. And <laughs> I really, I thought back, and I was like, man, I put aside that quick workout or that walk around the block, and I went back, and and I I created that stress for myself. There was nobody yeah. that that set that expectation for me, but I decided to drop everything in return to work in that particular moment. And it's, again, it's the self-awareness. We're not going to be perfect every single day. Right. We're just, we're just doing our best and you know, whatever now. we can do. Yeah. 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 So speaking of fitness a little bit, like I said, there's so much fitness content being streamed. It's actually really funny because yes, we're setting boundaries for ourselves, but 
both of the people in my household are trainers. So when I'm not working, he is. So our living room is one big fitness studio at all times. Um, How do you set up a space, kind of like a sanctuary for yourself to make fitness fun and inviting and kind of motivate yourself through that? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I, I mean, as you know, I also love fitness. Moving mm-hmm. is my meditation. I, I honestly don't feel myself or productive or as joyful as I can be without it. So I have definitely had to do this. And it's interesting. I, I am lucky to have sort of a small basement home gym that my parents have. And it's interesting because okay, there are weights, there's a treadmill down there, that's great, but there's something about the room itself and the vibe of it that doesn't feel me. So I moved everything up into the living room because it had a little more natural light. Uh, you know, the ceiling feels higher. I I don't know, there's something about- No, it makes such a difference. If you yeah. don't feel your environment, it's really hard to get motivated. Were you an at-home worker-outer before this? No, and that's the other thing. So I am- a complete class girl. I love the environment of class. And I think that's probably why I'm having a lot of fun with these live workouts because Mm -hmm. I like that community feel. I like feeling like there's someone next to me to make a face at or high five or smile at. I like the kind of subtle competition. Obviously a place like New York city, you get a lot of that in, in classes and that might not be the case everywhere, but I, I've definitely had to find ways to mimic that here because I'm not someone who likes to work out by myself. That's just not my personality. And I think that's probably my biggest tip is think about what normally motivates you and try to find even little miniature versions of that, whether that's the live streamed workouts or if you're someone that you love a yoga studio that is this mood lighting or candles or hip hop music, then, then do that, you know, find your space and light some candles if you've got them and put on the background music. And if there's a workout outfit that you just feel strong and good in, then- Oh, it makes all the difference. If I just roll out of bed in sweats, my workout will not be the same as if I fully get dressed for it. Absolutely. And, and I mean, I love to work out with someone and I'm, I've pulled my mom into a bunch of workouts and we have fun together. It's, I think you just have to kind of get close to what you're used to and close to what makes you happy. And hey, it's not going to be perfect. There's something about listening to someone on my cell phone screen that will never be the same as being in a physical class. Hey, I get that. We're working with what we've got. And I think, you know, right now that feels good. It really does feel good. And I'm trying to also use this time to try new things. Like I don't like running outside. I really don't, Mm -hmm. but I feel lucky that we have that opportunity and it's an option and I can do that safely. So, you know, it hurts and I make it two miles and I feel like I want to die, but I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to, to find a new relationship with running. And I think setting a, a totally new goal or doing something that feels a little unconventional for you, that's also a really stimulating thing to be doing right now. Definitely. I can speak to the non-runner thing. I was never a runner at all, but actually before this, and when I had Liz um, to my apartment, Liz Plosser is the editor-in-chief of Women's Health, if you're listening. Um, And I actually haven't aired her episode yet, but that will come after yours due to all of this crazy change. But um, we were both training for the Nike half in LA, which was supposed to be this weekend. um, And it wound up getting canceled. But 
I will 100% run a half when this is over because I wasn't a runner. I started at two and I increased by like a mile or so each week and I was up to nine or 10 miles. And once you get in the zone, good music is key, but especially if it's nice out, it's crazy what your body can do that you didn't think it was capable of. Absolutely. I, I always tell people when, you know, if I'm ever asked the question, why do you love fitness? I, I always answer that I just think it's mind blowing to watch your body be this highly adaptable machine because mm-hmm. it really is like you can wake up today and not be able to run. And in two weeks, you have so much endurance running a full mile faster than you ever thought possible in a couple months, you're doing a 5k, a half, whatever your goal is at that given time. I just think that that is so impressive and crazy and something to be so proud of. And I, I think we can do that right now. You know, if you want to do five push-ups, maybe that's your new fitness goal. And maybe it gives you a reason and a motivation to work out every day. And we always say at women's health that sweat changes everything. And mm-hmm. I just truly believe that yes, it changes your body, but it changes your mindset. It changes your mood your mental well-being. And yeah. I, I think once, once you get hooked on that feeling, you really, you really don't even need motivation every single day because you just want to reap those benefits so badly. Absolutely. I know you mentioned new things like running, but I'm also taking this time to try new workouts. Maybe a studio that I wouldn't normally go to or a class that I haven't taken or a type of workout. Is there anything new that you're trying now that you're home and have the time and the access to it? Ooh, oh gosh, I could give you the longest list ever because (laughs) I love trying everything. But I will say, so a big thing I miss in the city, I am a huge Switch Playground fan and they are doing all sorts of online and streaming classes and they've got a lot of amazing trainers. Um, I also am a huge Megan Root fan and full disclosure, I I do teach Sculpt Society. So I'm obviously biased in that sense that I I love the sort of dance-based sculpting, lightweight, high rep, um, very ballet inspired movement and it's very accessible for everyone. Um, I also have a ton of trainers that I just think are fantastic and I'm, I mean, some are names that you obviously know. You, Andy, obviously, <laughs> Callie, you know, Ash Wilking, Kara Leota is amazing and she's been on the-, the Yeah, she's been teaching a lot of um, workouts for you guys. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, and it's, it's fun. It's fun also showing people in my life that are not New York City-based, um, all of these amazing personalities. Um, my mom every morning is like, I can't wait for Kara Leota today. And so it's, it's just cool to see sort of my world's blending together. Um, I think the Nike training club app is awesome. It's free. It and there is. are so many follow along workouts. Um, I, gosh, I, I mean, I could go on and on and on, but there, there really is a lot of access right now. And I think, you know, we should be taking advantage of these things. I also want to point out that trainers and entrepreneurs and business people in every industry are having a hard time financially. And if you can shoot a Venmo to someone that you really support and you, you want to, you know, show them that you're there and you're engaging with their content, I think, I think making donations with what you can, and I know that that's not realistic for everybody, but I think that if you can to, you know, pay someone for a class or a training session, I think that's fantastic. Definitely. There's a lot of excess right now, but I think rather than looking at at that as an oversaturated space, um, it's really just this beautiful community that's coming together and wants the best for everybody. So 
Absolutely. It's great. So let's talk a little bit more about women's health. I mean, you obviously get the bird's eye view of everything that's going on in health and fitness and wellness. Where do you see it going as we kind of move through this and return to normalcy? Are there any big trends that stand out to you? I will say, I think that, and obviously mental health content is a pillar of the women's health brand and and always has been, but I think that it's taking a really interesting and important shape right now because that is something that people now really need to prioritize and access in in a more isolated existence. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it will be really interesting to see how people really put their mental well-being at the forefront. Um, Obviously, hey, we have our workouts down, we've got our work to-do list, but we can't let our brains fall to the back burner. And I think that we are going to be focusing on mental health more than we ever have. Um, We just did a really awesome story that's all about how to access free or reduced cost mental health care services right now. There are so many that are also offering free access um, to healthcare workers, which I think is really fantastic. Um, I also think that, and this is something we're running into as we shape the print magazine issues that are approaching, um, we want to be putting out content that is actually actionable and doable for our reader right now. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you can't be physically in a workout class or you can't go on some trip or retreat, or you can't travel to a location where we would be recommending something, we're really trying to be thoughtful that we're only providing service that is doable. And it sounds so simple, but there is so much content that isn't actually achievable in this exact moment in time. And I think that that's going to shape a lot of what we're doing moving forward. We are going to have to be equally as adaptable. And as these times are ever changing, I mean, they're changing minute by minute, we are going to be changing our content to meet our reader wherever she's at. That's beautiful. I think through all of that, I just heard that it's a new normal, but it doesn't mean that everything stops. You, know, you guys are able to really adapt and give your readers options to maintain their mental and physical well-being, but it just looks a little bit different than it did a month ago. So I think that's great. And I think that's really the thread throughout everything, everything from the content that we're doing just to our personal lives, I think being adaptable and realizing that normal can look so many different ways. And it doesn't mean it's wrong. It might feel scary, but we are just living a little bit differently. And I think, I think that's the take home message is, you know, be a chameleon and, and also allow yourself to feel uncomfortable. And I think we, you know, we did a piece, um, I'm trying to remember what issue it was in, but it was about discomfort resilience and how you can hold back from so many things because you are afraid of that feeling of discomfort because it's scary and it doesn't feel good. It feels uncomfortable. That's why it's called discomfort. But I think this is a really fun time to explore that and to break out of some comfort zones and and have to change and and revisit ways that you've done things for years perhaps um Mm -hmm. and be okay with feeling uncomfortable yeah i had put out a poll on my instagram weeks ago right before we kind of went into self-isolation mode and i asked if people would use social media more or less throughout this more because they sensed that or they craved that connection or less because they felt fear and anxiety and they didn't want to kind of constantly be reminded of 
everything that's going on. And at the time it was a 50, 50 split. And I really didn't know where it was going to go or what anything would look like going forward, but I could never have imagined. I mean, everyone, spoiler alert, is definitely using it more since it stopped. Oh um, yeah. I but, see my screen time and. Oh, it's like up by 800%. Oh, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> Um, but everybody is using it more and they're connective in such, connecting in such creative ways and finding these answers to problems that we didn't have a month ago. So I think it's going to continue to grow in that sense. And we're just going to keep being creative and find new solutions and create our own new normal right now. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, there's a lot to gain from this and it, it feels like a lot of loss on, on certain days and, you know, when you feel so uncertain about what the future looks like and you feel sad and you see people who are going through a really freaking hard time right now, yeah. excuse my language. And I think to be able to pick out those things that we can gain from this, whether it's deeper relationships, um, new ways of bettering our mental health, new ways to engage with technology, I, I think we have to hold on to that. I really do. Definitely. Very well said, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you. I feel like, I mean, but even behind our computers, I, I think this is a great example of how you can connect with people. And I'm telling you, I'm going to feel way more productive and happy because we had this chat. Me too. It changed my whole mood. So thank you so much. Where can listeners find yourself and Women's Health? Yes. So Women's Health, obviously, please pick up all of our new issues as they hit newsstands, but you can find all of our digital content on womenshealthmag.com. The Instagram is also womenshealthmag. And I am Jay Andriakos. My last name is a little bit of a doozy, <laughs> but um, A-N-D-R-I-A-K-O-S. Um, that's my Instagram handle. And yeah, if, if anyone out there has any comments or just wants to chat or share something with me, I would so love feedback and would love to hear from people. So yeah, slide into my DMs. Definitely same. And I will put that spelling. My maiden name is Postiglione, so I'm used to- Okay, you get it. <laughs> um, but I will put the spelling of that in the notes of this episode if you want to reach out to her. And then you can find me on all social channels. It's a little bit easier to spell at Julia L. Stern or at Not My Best Podcast. Now, stop trying to live your best life. We are all doing the best we can. Just go out there, start living a better one. 